Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Thursday night edition of Elevated Places. I am your host, Sister Ava Muhammad, and my co-host is Brother Terrence Muhammad, our program director, Sister Rona Muhammad, our international correspondent, Brother Ruben Muhammad, and our contributor and analyst, Brother Dr. Rizzi Muhammad is on a temporary leave of absence. And of course, um, all of you who call in 563-999-3065 and those of you who are logged in at blogtalkradio.com forward slash elevated places, we thank you for making elevated places the place to be. Um, It is a great blessing uh, for me to be here in between um, an incredible experience in Phoenix, Arizona this past weekend, which we'll talk about later, as well as um, an upcoming and the um, final or the ninth and complete uh, town hall meeting uh, until after Savior's Day 2019 which will take place uh, Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday in two days, uh, the uh, 12th of January, Oxon Hill, Maryland, which is in Prince George's County, uh, Maryland, outside of Washington, D.C., a community where approximately 600,000 black people live, primarily a middle-class community, And so it is a different uh, facet of the separation town hall meeting, uh, and it it demonstrates the various uh, circumstances that black people are in in white America as we prepare for our exodus. But uh, thanks to student minister uh, Jamil Muhammad, who... Um, is there building a study group um, and extended an invitation. 
um, for headquarters to bring the town hall meetings should blacks consider separation uh, meeting to Prince George's County. So that's in two days. Um, we're very uh, delighted to be together, but at the same time, there's there are no words to to really express how serious the hour is. And of course, as we speak, there is no U.S. government. The federal government has been shut down uh, due to a standoff between Donald J. Trump and the House of Representatives, which now has a majority Democratic Party uh, presence in it. And the House Speaker is, once again, the gavel has been given back to Representative Nancy Pelosi. And um, as we sit here, there are approximately 800,000 federal employees who have either been furloughed or laid off or are working and not getting paid, either working and not getting paid or on unpaid leave, close to 1 million people. And we'll talk about that a little more in the program as well. But at this time, uh, we turn the microphone over to get our program in motion, the one, the only, Brother Terrence Muhammad, my co-host. As-salamu alaykum, Brother Terrence. Wa alaykum salam, Dr. Ava. It is always a pleasure and an honor to once again to be back on this wonderful evening here at Ask Dr. Ava as we go into great discussions from literally all around the world. And talk about yes. all of the different things that are <laughs> that are going on, and you know we're we're so grateful. We're so, you know, it's, it, we're itching. We're itching because that date and that date and that date is getting closer, where we will be able to see and hear the voice and see the face and hear the voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan at Savior's Day. Savior's Day is right around the corner. You can go to NOI.org, NOI.org, so you can go ahead and get your registration, get your tickets, because you don't want to be on the outside of the United Center in Chicago where they have the statue of Michael Jordan on the outside. You want to be on the inside. You want to be hanging outside with Michael Jordan. Don't be seen hanging out with Michael Jordan because you can't get in because you didn't get your ticket, and you can go to NOI.org, get your ticket to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, February the 17th. That whole weekend, the 15th through the 17th, is our Savior's Day convention. The Children, Mother Khadijah's Children Village, oh, my goodness, you got to check that out. So you want to make sure that sure. you're there. The list of hotels are going up. And, look, the hotels, like the top three, sold out sold out because you just thought you was going to hang out, wait, no. People from all over the world understand, and they know, so they will get their hotels quick. But luckily, there's a whole list of hotels on there that you can choose from. We're still adding, so make sure you do that. Also, we want to continue to follow the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on social media, uh, at Twitter and Instagram, at Louis Farrakhan, or, yeah, Instagram and Twitter, and Minister Louis Farrakhan on Facebook. Make sure you're keeping up with that. And as our sister Dr. Ava said, this Saturday, Oxon Hill Library, PG County, you want to make sure that you're in the house for the separation tour. 
And I think, Dr. Ava, there's a, a special lecture at Moscow for this Sunday as well, I, I do believe. Oh, yes, sir. A long time yeah, so, I will uh, be allowed to come and visit uh, our great mosque in Washington, D.C., number four, uh, on Sunday. And so I'm looking for everyone to come out. That's at 11 a.m. on the 13th. That's right. Of yes, sir. Thank you 3160. for that. No problem, 3160 Pennsylvania Avenue, the other end of Pennsylvania, the right end of Pennsylvania, southeast D.C. Now, I'm telling y'all, y'all, it's going to be lit. It's going to be packed up in Monster before you need to get there early. Last weekend, they had student minister Nuri. He ripped it. So now coming with Sister Ava, oh, man, it's like the bases are loaded, and now she's coming to hit the home run. So you don't want to miss this Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern March number four, with our good brother, student minister, student regional minister, brother Abdul Kadir Muhammad, this Sunday. So the DMV is going to be lit this weekend. And then next weekend in the DMV, we have the Indigenous March next Friday, the 18th, and also the anniversary of the Women's March, which is, is still brewing, is still going with all of the controversy around it. Um, January the 19th, that Saturday, the march will be taking place. Uh, our sister, yes. Satoya Brown, gained clemency, gained full clemency. Our sister that had been locked up for years, nearly 15 years, will be getting out August yeah. the 7th. Uh, she got full clemency, uh, and that's going to be a whole wide discussion. You know, we know it's going to come up soon uh, as far as why was she ever in jail and why is it taking so long to get her out, um, and all of these things that are going on. So we want to watch that and see how that plays out. Also, it's still going to be Wakanda forever. It's always going to be Wakanda forever, even though the Golden Glove didn't get Wakanda forever anything, but we're not looking for their approval. And it's uh, interesting how it wasn't gotten, given the Golden Glove, but how you going to not give a Golden Globe Award to the highest grossing movie ever. So you may not think, <laughs> you know, there was good acting or good ever, whatever you're judging, but I think the the ticket sales <laughs> determines that, and I think the ticket sales will say that people spent their money to go see it, and not here in America, but literally all over the oh, world. And I think it was in, what, Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi or Dubai or wherever it was in in one of the countries that don't allow movies in, but why? Because there was no cuss. I mean, there was no drinking. There was no sexual lewd situations. Man, we can make a movie like that? Yes, we can. So Black Panther showed all of that, but the Golden Glow, I guess they say, wasn't living your life like it was golden. Well, we don't accept your award, don't even care about your award. That's why we got to come and get our own. That's what the separation tour is about. So before I close and turn it back over to you, Dr. Aver, let me just say this and preface my statement. Follow, listen to, adhere to the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So when you want to comment on world affairs, national affairs, always reference the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if you haven't heard him say anything, well, maybe you want to be patient and just wait until divine guidance comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on world 
national and local. Well, not necessarily. Well, yeah, I mean, every affair, he can give you a guidance. All affairs, even local affairs, the minister can give you guidance. If you listen to him, he tweets out constantly. He's on Instagram, so you can always find guidance. And I bring that up because we have to mention, we may not go into a discussion, but we have to bring up our brother R. Kelly, and I would just say that the minister spoke on mm-hmm. him at the last Holy Day of Atonement in Detroit. Go back, listen, reference, and listen to what he said. And if he hasn't said anything since then, then I don't feel that we have anything else to say <laughs> until we hear guidance from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But we do know about this situation, so we're not acting like we're not aware. But we follow and we adhere to the guidance and instructions and wisdom and divine guidance from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Back to you, Dr. Avery. That was excellent. Well said and, and timely uh, for us because this is such a serious hour. And we sometimes, um, we, we're about to go into volume two of the study course, Self-Improvement, the Basis for Community Development. As many of you know, in March of 2017, we reactivated the study course, Self-Improvement, the Basis for Community Development, because it had uh, flatlined. It's, it, the, the minister never took us off that course, and in fact, it's obvious we haven't completed it because it its completion will be manifested in a complete transformation of us. And once we attain self-mastery, as he stated, there will be no more, quote, devil, end of quote, on the earth. Obviously, the devil is still on the earth. And by devil, we don't only mean the white man, though that does definitely uh, embrace him and include him, but there's a state of mind that we have to come out of, and we can only come out of it by the attainment of mastery over self. And that requires a process that entails self-examination, self-analysis, and self-correction. That brings about a spiritual resurrection. It is that spiritual resurrection that Allah, God, and the person of Master Fadid Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever, came to the United States in 1930. And so we just uh, finished the first nine um, of the currently 21 study guides. And if you uh, did as we have been instructed to do uh, by Minister Farrakhan, the study course is mandatory. No believer, he wrote, is exempt from the study. And if you have been engaged in the study course, both by reading, first of all, obtaining the material, every registered Muslim should have a copy of Self-Improvement, The Basis for Community Development, Volume 1, and now you should have Volume 2. And if you've been engaged, yes, sir, if you've been engaged, you have witnessed and experienced improvement in your life. Number 9 
which we just completed, entitled Our Intimate Relationship with Rabil Alamine, um, lifts us above the reliance on one another and placing our full faith and credit in Allah. And as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan stated at the Janaza service of our great and beloved brother, Lieutenant Khalil Muhammad, Minister Farrakhan said, I will pray for you. If you make a request of me to pray for you, I will do it. But always remember that you have a direct line to the Lord of the Worlds, a direct line. That's right. And each of us has a direct and unique relationship with him. So I just wanted to say before we go further that uh, Study Guide uh, Volume 2 is coming out, and it is 10 through 18. The first uh, one, 10, is The God Within. And as we go through Volume 2, we will encounter uh, Study Guide 17, which is entitled Hypocrisy and Conspiracy. And I'm getting to Brother Terrence's uh, well-timed and well-stated point about the issues surrounding R. Kelly. We may not always be uh, a conspirator. But sometimes, unwittingly, we can facilitate the conspiracy against the messenger of Allah. And so we all have a duty to be cautious and careful about what we say in public and even what we say in private. And in this day and age, especially what we post on social media, um, some of us have a lot of faith in delete buttons and you have to understand that when you delete something, whether it's email, text, whatever it is, delete just simply removes it from your screen and, and from your site and from your files so that you don't have to be bothered looking at it and so that it won't go any further than it's gone from you. But what you posted, once it that uh, button is hit and it goes out, it exists independent of you. So, for That's example, right. if you put something, right? Am I right, Brother Terrence? So if you put That's something right. on your Facebook page or you tweet something, you can take it down and and decide, oh, I shouldn't have said that or that was an error. Well, you Remove it from your Twitter account or your Facebook page or your Instagram, but whoever you shared it with already has it. It does not disappear from their file. So cyberspace is a place where things take on a life of their own. And I love what Brother Terrence said. You know, you have to be very cautious, particularly on sensitive uh, subjects. Um, and issues involving people, um, Minister Farrakhan has given um, us some guidance on the issue of uh, the circumstances surrounding R. Kelly, and we don't need to help him or add anything uh, pending hearing something further from him. So if you just feel compelled to get into the fray, then 
lift what he said and and share that. But I think the best way to spend our time is in nation building at, at this point in time. So we, we thank all of you for your patience. Um, just want to say quickly that I was blessed uh, to travel to Phoenix, Arizona this past week um, to uh, deliver the keynote message. I was one of several speakers, all of whom were uh, very powerful in their messages um, on the subject of separation uh, in, uh, through independence. And um, brother, uh, I want to give a special thanks to brother Kenneth Muhammad and brother Khalil Muhammad uh, for organizing the event on a Saturday at the uh, Bowsey Community Center in Phoenix. Uh, Brother Hilario Muhammad, protocol director there, is a phenomenal, beautiful brother um, who showed my family and I an incredible time. And, of course, the laborers and believers of Muhammad Mosque number 32, their support of the event. And, Brother Terrence, there were more than 300 people out um, for the separation wow. event. And in a city that is only 6% black, so when people ask me uh, how are people responding, I, 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 it's indescribable. Our people are waiting. They are waiting. It is the, the job and responsibility of the nation of Islam. And Minister Farrakhan is on his post. He's relentless. He has never ceased at any phase of his ministry to push for the program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, culminating in his monumental message on the Holy Day of Atonement in 2017, separation or death. And his message to the U.S. government and Donald J. Trump, where he said, we will take eight states. And then his call for town hall meetings, because he is calling for a vote as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote in the Muslim program, that he wanted every black man and woman to be able to choose whether or not he or she wishes to remain with the slave master or to go for self. That's where we are in time. And I was, uh, I don't even want to use the word blessed, as, as our Christian brothers and sisters say, blessed and highly favored, my family and I, to be able to spend um, a, a substantial amount of time uh, with, in the company of, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, um, to be able to sit um, and, and hear him in a, a small private setting, because he never stops teaching. He never stops healing. Um, just being in his presence is so exhilarating that I'm, I'm telling you, aches and pains go away when, when you're in his presence. When when a family, when you go as a family to sit with him, your family gets along better after you leave him. <laughs> this is so true. And then we were blessed uh, the following day to have a dinner with him and Mother Khadijah 
and uh, some of their family members, Sister Maria, Sister Donna Farrakhan, Brother Jabril Muhammad and his oh. lovely wife, and um, the local minister there in Phoenix, Brother Charles Muhammad and his wife. Um, it, 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 it was an amazing, amazing experience that um, I will thank Allah forever and going forward will do everything I can to to earn the right um, to have had such grace and mercy uh, bestowed upon me. But back to the the issue of separation, it is time. It is time for us to go for self. And uh, we're, we're expecting the arrival um, of the inimitable uh, student minister, Jamil Muhammad, um, who is busy doing interviews. <laughs> He's promoting uh, Saturday's event, and so right. he's going to uh, run away. It reminds me of you, Brother Terrence, when you're at one of your conferences, and <laughs> you know you step out to come on to elevated places, and then you got to run back in. So Brother Jamil is in that mode tonight. Um, but we are we are looking forward, and as you said, I'm so glad you uh, told everybody that. Uh, of course, the host hotel is indeed uh, sold out, the Hilt, uh, Hyatt Regency McCormick and uh, several others, but there are still hotels in that little cluster that are very close by um, That's right. That's that right. are still available, though the rooms are going. Uh, but we all sense, uh, we should sense, that this is going to be a very special Savior's Day. And you do know that we're on the number 19 now, God's signature, 2019. Uh, and mm. there are just many, many layers of significance to uh, this year's Savior's Day. But we all we all should be have some awareness um, uh, uh, of the nearness of the of the time of the the ultimate uh, clash between Allah and and His arch enemy. Um, and and the and the war is for us. It's over us, and it's for us. And we already know we have the the, the uh, advantage of knowing who the winner is. That's right. And you know, and one thing I, I want to add, Doctor Ava, mm-hmm. is that you know a lot of yeah. times because of our impatience, we say, well, you know, um, I I try. I guess I just wait to next year and go to save day next year or whatever. Because so people are so used to, you know, so used yes. to, um, you know, like, well, I thought this was going to be great. I thought this was going to be great. And they don't even know that it was. And it was the best ever because each year we're walking into processing. We're walking into the next phase of the nation and the growth and where God has taken us. So it's always going to be greater. But there are significant things that happen at every Savior's Day that you don't want to miss. And you need to be there in that spirit to understand what's going on and to witness. And then when the history books are written and the history goes, were you there in 19? Were you there in 2000? Were you there? Mm-hmm. And you can say, I was there in that number. I was in the audience and I heard him say that. Mm-hmm. I saw him and I saw the tears. You know, so I can go back and remember um, who was in L.A. 2002. And I remember um, seeing Emmanuel Wolfstein because I was with him 
come to Juma Prayer. You know, I was seeing him on the stage, and I remember him coming up behind the minister and saying, God is with you. You know, I was there, and I saw that. I can testify on that piece of, of reality, you know, so there's things that we have gone and we have seen at different Savior's Day, but at this time, we have a different president. We don't have the Obama president. We have the Trump president, and we understand a governmental shutdown. Then you have the minister who just delivered a press conference back in November telling him all that's going to happen, and we're coming up on Savior's Day, and we know this time of the year right. when war and rumors of war start to boil over and start to bubble. And all of the stuff that's going on, we need to hear the guidance because this world's ultimate aim is to kill the messenger of God, and they're priming the atmosphere to do their social engineering to set a climate for our our brother, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So we need to pay attention and stay awake and this is that time, Dr. Abel, when they said, when Jesus said, will you not be able to stay awake while I pray? So we're in the dark hour. So if you don't come to save this day, then you're just going to sleep because you're not. Now, we understand there are some challenges. But don't sit back and say, well, I just got to go pay this, and I got to go on this trip, on this vacation later, so I need my money for the vacation, as though coming to see and coming to save this day is not more important than your vacation. I understand hardships and struggles and not being able to get somewhere. I understand that. And we don't fault you for that because even that one that may not physically get there, but they do all that they do. They ask their minister, they ask their brotherhood, they ask their sisterhood. They try, they try. And you help put something on that Savior's Day gift. Even if you watch the webcast, a lot of those, your intention will bless you. But even your attempt, a lot will get you there if only you had faith as a mustard seed. And I'm putting all this out there because what you're talking about, um, Dr. Ava, it makes me want to go back um, to Phoenix and just kind of really have you delve into what was the conversation in Phoenix as far as you had 300 people in that room in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. and we know the population of black people. What was the overall rousing sentiments of the people as far as what did they want? Do they want to leave now? Because you got some people like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take off right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked because that's precisely what the sentiment is. And what what was uh, exhilarating to me is, is the spectrum of black thought that was present and the spectrum in terms of, of age and walk of life. Um, we had speakers, uh, the brother who is the publisher of the Arizona Informant, the the largest black newspaper there. We had one of the leaders of the Moorish Temple uh, was was there. The head of our local organizing committee was there. Um, when we broke to uh, convert over, change over to Q&A and commentary, we had people as young as the age of seven come to the microphone to talk about separation. And long after when the meeting ended, we were up against the time that the organizers had rented um, the meeting for, and the people just wouldn't leave, so they had to go and get an extension of time because nobody wanted to leave. It, it, it was, it, you know, I don't want to sound 
uh, romantic or superficial, but it was it was like you brought up the movie Black Panther at the outset. You know, it was like Wakanda forever. And mm-hmm. um, you see the brothers in their fezes and you see the nationalists and then brothers, oh, the youth, uh, our local minister asked to see the hands of those under age of 25 and there were so many of them, you know, that we felt compelled to speak into the fact that it is the youth who are the target, the ultimate target of the attacks on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, because his his divine um, assignment and role is is to is to deliver us to lead us out of here, and and so the the effort is to break up or make a disconnect between him and the youth, and it's failing, and that's making the enemy more and more angry. And I was telling the young people, this this is all about you. You know, we're clearing the way that you're the one going into the promised land. And, you know, I I always tell everyone, if you want to know where we are scripturally, go in the book of Numbers in the Old Testament. You know, we've been freed. We've been freed Mm -hmm. if we would just accept, you know, but we're now, now we're out in the desert and, and we're doing a census now. That's what the town hall meetings are. They're, they're a means of collecting the data. We are registering people to vote at every one of these stops. We have voter registration. And what we're registering them to vote for is not a Democrat or a Republican, but Allah or Satan. That's what, that's what you're voting for. And, and, and it's no coincidence that black people love voting so much. So we're, we're giving us something to vote for. And this is a referendum, meaning that you're not voting through a representative. Your vote is going directly to the source to be counted so that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the chosen representative of Alanis Christ, will know. We're, we're, we're ascertaining who's coming and who's not. We're, we're not trying to persuade anybody anymore. We may, you know, inspire and, and reaffirm, but... The the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has made this word crystal clear. Nobody can say they don't understand. They can say they don't like it, but they can't say they don't understand because he is a light-giving sun, and the sun makes everything manifest. And and mm-hmm. so, as he said, um, in the time and what must be done, in February of 2013, he said, I want the chance to teach unhindered the time and what must be done. And when I've completed that, I want uh, to hold a vote. And so that's what we're preparing for. We're preparing for that vote. And it's going to be, as the Christians say, soon and very soon. But it it was lively. And then the mosque was packed the next day. They had to bring in chairs into the mosque. Uh, The people are not only ready, they are anxious. And it, and it right. just brings to fruition the predictive power of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because 50 years ago he told black people, Allah will make you separate. So we thank Allah for Donald Trump. Donald Trump closed the United States down. Mm-hmm. There is a, you know, when you're at a nightclub or a bar or someplace, that, you know, and they tell you it's 
2 a.m. or 4 a.m. They close. Right. You're in the store. You're on the airplane. They get ready to taxi and take. They close the door. It's over. It's That's over. Right. Nothing to cling to. You either on the plane or you decided to stay in the terminal. It's one or the other. Bottom line. Yes, sir. All right. So yep. we're going to uh, at this point, and I got something else I want to share shortly. And I hope, brother. Louis Ali is listening because he's gonna love this report. But <laughs> let's go to the phones and start with up first, who's been waiting patiently, Sister Darcel. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, and I want to say habari gani, imani imani times ten. Today is the tenth, the double digit, the first yeah. of 2019. We want this experience again until the Roaring Twenties, just just saying. Um, last week, since I spoke to you last, it was quite interesting. It's sort of overwhelming, to tell you the truth. But long story short, I went to two homecoming services. Now, I did not go into um, the Basilica Shrine almost all of last year. Just made some decisions and... Every time I try to do a double take, something will happen that now nuns are accused of molestation. So every time I think about, oh, you have a beautiful voice, come back for the choir, it doesn't work for me. It, it, but I did go because this one sister who really um, helped my daughter when she was in school at St. Mary's, um, she was funeralized, and she was 100 years old, so she had a good life. And she would have been 101 in March. Well, that was a Thursday. On Saturday, I went to another homegoing service for my son's teacher, but the name didn't click because I knew her by another name. And that homegoing service, my new family um, that my, my oldest son married into, did the funeral service, so I was like sort of in shock that they came to my part of the woods here at the ocean, and I don't live in Wilmington. I live in Brunswick County in Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D. Let's educate Leland newcomers, developers. I say this that I happened to get a copy of the final call in Wilmington to do a wellness check for myself, some self-care, and there it was in living color, no safe black space. Yes. Oh, I want to be in tears, so I'm going to correct. My thing is I want this to be a mantra. I didn't go to a HBCU, but I have dear friends, who did go, and a godmother who went. The expression, my name's not Bennett and I'm not in it, well, hashtag, my name is Bennett and I am in it. I am a black female and I care about the survival of the education that's being sought for our people, however afraid it might be, because everything has its perspective. I'm sorry, I'm that girl, I try to as a great debater. Listen to both ends, and you make, you know, critical points. 
but I really think we need to really consider our sources of information for the final call to include um, Julianne Moval, who I, I meet at Delta conventions and all of whatever, and that, and also to mention that the company who bought Essence, um, what is it, a Shea Moisture, or yes, that's the, I can't yes. remember, different I'm going to, when I get real upset, I start speaking another language, so I'm trying to stay on speaking English and not Russian. Yes, stay in English. I really think we should really consider supporting our own. So thank you for allowing me to speak to you for this new year, and happy Savior's Day. I'll see how these pennies work out, but... um, that's what I wanted to share. Thank you so much, and I pass the mic to you. <laughs> Thank you. Sound like Steve's been a little bit. Love you, Dr. Ava. Thank you so much. Love you too. Thank you, Sister Darcel. Appreciate. Always appreciate your your call. Your unique calls. Okay, we're we're gonna go to Sister Peggy, who has a comment. Assalamualaikum. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot those are separate greetings. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, you were talking about uh, the shutdown. Well, yes, I've been involved in the shutdown. The last, the last shutdowns before this, this one, I was in that yes, one from President Obama administration that was brought on by the Tea Party, I think, headed by the ringleader was Ted, Ted Cruz. So there was right. one, and then there was another one before that, uh, Ted Cruz. I remember that I was still essential personnel, but I got my hours cut. I did lose my job, but I got my hours cut, so it was a shutdown like that. And then I think that lasted by a year or more, and then... Uh, became normal again. We got paid for the uh, 40 hours a week. Then there was another one. And once again, I was lucky because I was essential personnel because I'm a nurse and I worked at the uh, military hospitals and so we had to come to work. And they did pay us 40 hours a week. But I can imagine like because I happened to be at the bank and I was talking to one of the bank officers and she said, and she sits at her desk. She has a big window to look out, and she saw all the people come in as they usually do, and all the cars align. And then she said, "Oh, about ten o'clock, she saw the same number of cars go out." And then her husband called her, called her, and said, "Well, I have been uh, furloughed, and so that meant don't call us; we'll call you." And at that time, I lived in San Antonio. That's a big military town. And so when the government shuts down, a lot of people either don't have work or they have fewer hours and a lot less money. And so then people start to get loans and so forth. And so some people are still paying on those loans. And I consider myself fortunate or blessed or what have you because I live by myself. I was a nurse. I mean, I am a nurse, so, and I was a nurse then. 
and uh, I did have a savings. Something happened. I did have a, something to fall back on, and I praise God for that, and I thank God for my father telling me that I need to be, be a nurse. <laughs> and so um, I can imagine what those people feel like, and so I can see that this is going to happen more and more frequently. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Sister Peggy, for the for the. Uh, really, it was like a analysis. And you know, when you have close to one million people, um, and and they're reporting that this one is is the longest one there's been in recent times. Um, though, you know, you indicated there was one that's very lengthy. Um, so I don't know how accurate they are now, but I think the the unique thing about the one now is the basis for it is so irrational. Um, a government shutdown is never good, and they generally do come out of, out of some issue over budget or some issue over uh, legislation, but this is the most irrational um, that that I've ever seen because Donald Trump's uh, posture uh, on this wall not only defies logic um, in terms of of, of such a, a thing making America safe, as it were, um, but it, it's a manufactured issue that is designed to play to the base. He's he's really in office, as we know, uh, representing the super wealthy. You know, we we tend to focus on uh, his his base is two extreme ends of the of the spectrum in this country: the the poor white uninformed, uneducated, hyper-racist white people who have been shaped and molded all their lives to blame their condition on the presence of black people and whose own deep-rooted inferiority uh, makes them envious, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught, they're envious of black people. You have that end, but on the other end, are the handful of uh, multi-billionaires who run this country. As the minister has said, this is a plutocracy. This is an oligarchy. Um, The United States is not a country. It's not a government. It is a society that is run by a, a handful of super wealthy people. And they put... Trump in there, okay, all of this feigned uh, upset over how he behaves or conducts himself, it means nothing, because while he is doing more obvious uh, dastardly deeds, what he is doing for them is is freeing them of paying, they basically virtually pay nothing um, in terms of taxes. And President Obama is part of that as well. He put a lot of that in in motion, and Donald Trump took it over the edge. But I would say, too, that, you know, Brother Terrence said, we have to consider, see, when you have a million people that aren't getting their checks, and it was reported that the average 
paycheck of this group of of 800 plus thousand, the average weekly uh, check is $500. $500. Okay. So a person who's making $500 a week is literally living from check to check. You know, you get $500 in this economy, then by, if you get that check on a Friday, by Wednesday, you're kind of hanging around waiting for Friday to come because of the exorbitant cost of everything. And, and, and when you have people um, who are not getting this, this small check that they need to live, look at the domino effect. So that means they're not buying groceries. That means, you know, they're not making a car payment. They're not making a rent or mortgage payment. And so now the businesses begin to suffer. And for this man to come out and say, you know, either today or yesterday, well, I believe the people support me in this decision. But you don't support the people. You're, you're willing to do this just on the sheer basis of narcissism and racism. And, and and so it just all brings us back to all roads lead to separation. In a couple of days, we're not going to have any choice. And then lastly, you know, it, it, it's federal government jobs that primarily are responsible for there even being a middle class of black people in America. You know, we weren't always, we, we, you know, it's only in recent decades we were uh, allowed into professional respo- in sports and are making right. millions of dollars, uh, allowed into the entertainment industry, you know, allowed to a very limited extent into corporate America. So prior to that, um, <clears throat> and it was only for a short time, um, our jobs were government jobs. You know, that's why you have a Prince George's County in Maryland where you have a black right. class. So trust and believe under this thing, an assessment was not done as to how many of these federal employees are black. Because he, even though Obama, again, was uh, partially, he was complicit in the reduction of federal positions um, there's still a large a large number of federal employees uh, are, are black. You go in any post office in the United States, you're gonna see some black people in there. Okay, right. you you can be you can be in Tombstone, Arizona. You go in the post office, it's gonna be some black people in there. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's not uh, miss this and 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 not you know compute in our brain what is going on here. Right, and Dr. Ava, one of the things we do know that, you know, we should strive to do for self before we're forced to do for self. We should want to separate before we're forced to separate. That's right. You know, it's it's one thing to be able to walk out of somebody's house and and go where you want to go, where you want to go, and all the circumstances set up the way you want it because you planned it and you thought about it and you made your uh, plan to do it versus all of a sudden you go into work, you just have no job, you have no money. And like you said, that reality of paycheck to paycheck, you have no funds coming in, you have no food. Just as we talked about if, you know, the supply got cut off to your grocery store, can you survive, can you eat? 
Have you canned food? Have you grown food? All of those realities that we have to be real, and we can't be like, oh, my God, just shut down. And that's the reality of why we stay in the nation, what we teach. We teach the reality of God, Satan in ourselves. And when you know the devil, you're not shocked about the devilishment that goes on. We're preparing ourselves and others to be aware of the devilishment and what is coming and what they plan on doing so we can escape um, their plots and things that they're doing to us. No, that and and really, you just that's you're you're nailing it because that's the whole point of us accepting the teaching. When you accept the teaching, you're accepting truth, and you're it's called the life giving, life saving teachings of the Most right. Honorable Elijah Muhammad. To have the presence of mind to hear Minister Farrakhan say in 2017 to Donald Trump and white people, your time is up. It's our time. Well, what do we think he meant by that? And so if their time is up, why are we still thinking they're going to provide for us? And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been saying for 50 years, they can't take care of their own. How are they going to take care of you? They just fired seven coaches in the NFL. Yes, the end of the season, so the losing people start firing people. They fired seven coaches. Five of them were black. Right. There was only about seven or eight black coaches in the whole NFL. So they fire five out of seven coaches, and they replaced every last one of them with somebody white. Donald Trump gave the green light to white people to be themselves. See, they're accepting their own and being themselves. And we better accept our own and be ourselves before it's too late, as you say. Because it's better to walk out than to get carried out. You you, you go, there's a notice on the door, and the sheriff says, look, you know, the people said you haven't paid the bill. We need you to get... To leave. Right. Yeah, you got ten days. Nah, I. It's better. It, it, it's not. It's not enjoyable. Nobody says separation is a fun process. Nope. But wouldn't you rather go to the supermarket and get some cardboard boxes up the back and just go ahead and then right. start calling your cousin and your friends and saying, "Can can, can I on your couch talk to this out?" Wouldn't you rather do that? Then to still be sitting there when the man right. comes and just puts you out, throws you out, throws your stuff out in the street. And that, as you just said, Brother Terrence, is where we are right now. now what are we going to do, sit around and wait for these jobs to come back? Right. Oh, it's going to be all right. No, it's not. Okay, we're we're gonna go. We're gonna take an, uh, another call. Then we're gonna go to our international correspondent. And then there's something I want to share in the news, brother Hoyle. Assalamualaikum. Happy Savings Day. Happy Savings Day to you, sister and family, and brother Terrence and Dr. Risley and all my uh, family, uh, elevated relations family. Uh, sister, did you see? Um, this where uh, the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute 
rescinded the award for Sister Angela Davis. Right. And uh, saying that she, um, um, her support and boycott of divestment of sanctions campaigning against Israel, you know, they, you know, uh, basically because she spoke up for Palestine. And there's so much going on in the news um, that, you know, Brother Tremont, um, he was, he had a, he was going to do a Facebook Live uh, presentation on that because he's a minister there. Uh, like you say, every day, sister, it's a case. I say each day the case for separation gets more and more. You know, you see on Facebook, you see an Uber driver calling a sister black monkeys and, um, you know, police killings. Um, yeah. Um, one in San Antonio. Uh, brother had a cell phone. I told you about the one in Memphis. Um, they yes. had another one. There's a lot you don't hear about. But, um, sister, it, it, it's every day is a case for separation. And uh, since we're talking about money, um, the Central Bank of Russia, sister, uh, and uh, Brother Terrence, uh, just listen to this. The Central Bank of Russia just transferred $100 billion into euro, Japanese yen and Chinese yuan yen currencies, Signaling, signaling to Washington and the world that it's no longer reliant on the U.S. dollar. The share of the U.S. currency in Russia's international reserves portfolio has decreased from 43.7% to 21.9%. Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he's going to see us, um, you know, with the dollar in the middle of the street. And also uh, going into war, John Bolton the uh, lead Zionists, uh, you know, you know, they're putting troops in Africa now, Sister, Sister Abel. And, uh, you know, he says he wants uh, to put troops in Africa for predatory Chinese behavior. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, <laughs> uh, you know, we're just looking at this thing build up more and more. But, um I, I just want to congratulate for your job well done in uh, Phoenix, and I uh, can't wait to uh, you and Brother uh, Jamil um, tear up Prince George's County for the separation. This going to, like you said, this going to, this is going to increase. The people are ready, and uh, they have no. I mean, you said well, you well said, Sister Ava. It's going to be a day. Like I said, we're going to be teaching a fifteen minute shift. So, I mean. Um, I was telling a brother and a sister the other day, I saw the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Uh, this was in one of, uh, I think it was uh, an older tape, and somebody was interviewing. i got to find that tape. He asked uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Sister Ava, what about the blacks that don't want to separate? And he sat back and smiled. You know, he gave that little smile. <laughs> he said, you don't have to work. They're going to be running to separate. So, you know, whether they vote to or not, White folks to save their lives. They're gonna say, "Hey, and the girls who get away from us, you know, we trying to, you know, God don't kill us. Go to your own." So, uh, that's right. You're right. It's a beautiful show. Uh, I just uh, thank you, sir. I'm just listening, and uh, this is a beautiful paper, uh, final call paper, young, gifted, and bold. It's a beautiful article. I was gonna tell beautiful. everybody, uh, brother, uh, Dr. Aline, uh Aline has a beautiful article in here too called Response to the Op-Ed, the Nation of Islam in the House, uh, the Farrakhan Lit- Litmus Test, 
And a beautiful article in here. Uh, Brother Jabril has a beautiful article in here, too. And, always. Uh, always. Yeah. And always with Mother Tynetta. So um, get that final, right. get that number one news. And uh, we're talking about the young activists to watch. Uh, they, uh, I see these brothers and sisters. May Allah bless them. We got our brother Ben X. Uh, we got a oh, we got a ton of new uh, young ministers coming up. Like the minister told us, we're about to get ten thousand young ministers. So they they're coming. So yes, sir. I'm gonna let somebody well, else you. talk. And uh, beautiful show and sister yes, Ava. Uh, I'll be getting back in touch with y'all. Um, I've got in touch with brother James okay. in South Haven. So we'll we'll, yes, we'll get in touch. Assalamu alaikum. All right, beloved. Wa-alaikum All right, great. Uh, we're blessed you know, that uh, Brother Jamil is on, um, and he's only yeah. got a few minutes. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go right to Brother Jamil, and then we'll get your comment, Brother Terrence, and then yeah, go to Brother. Brother uh, Brother Jamil, Assalamualaikum, sir. Wa-alaikum salam, Sister Doctor Ava, to Brother Terrence, Doctor Ridgely, the whole crew. Sister Rona, good to see you all tonight via radio because I'm seeing you. But my goodness, yes, what a wonderful day to be with you. <laughs> Fire up. Well, tell us. Well, come on. You ain't going to stop right there. You got more no, to tell no. us about this weekend. <laughs> come on. Brother, now. It's so much, it's so much shaking, so much shaking on, going on down here. I'm going to run through it as quick as I can. I'm going to break it down, Dr. Ava, as quick as I can. You just got off the video. Dr. Ava has been uh, on an air raid, if you will, starting Tuesday morning where she appeared on WPFW. She's been on WOL radio. She's been on WEAA radio. She's been on numerous blog talk radio stations ending today right before she came on these airwaves with the radio program called The Hereafter Is Now featuring Sister Cassandra Muhammad and Brother Brian E. Muhammad. Let me tell you something. This weekend, you will not want to miss the town hall meeting on the subject separation through independence. Shilling, I'm not hyping, I'm not doing any kind of schmeal. I'm telling you right now, that's the place you've got to be. Why? Because the discussion that we've had tonight, you hear how lively it's been? You hear how the spirit has been. You hear how people are talking and fired up and how people understand. Where else are you going to go in America and hear the freedom of speech? Outside the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan himself, where will you find a panel assembled to hear, support, and add critical uh, backing to what Dr. Ava is saying? Listen to who's going to be there. She's going to be joined by Askia Muhammad, the legendary journalist, and radio journal, yes. radio and print journal, the first registered Muslim to be the editor-in-chief of Muhammad Speaks newspaper under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Washington Bureau Chief of Pacifica Radio and a White House, co- White House correspondent. He'll be there on the panel with Dr. Ava. Who else, you say? Can it get any better? Sure, why not? Let's add Dr. <laughs> Sophia Shabazz. Dr. Sophia Shabazz, the physician and activist, y'all call her the doc from the top of the clock, from Philadelphia, she'll be there with us, a second-generation luminary in the nation of Islam. As you know, she's the daughter of a legendary minister, Jeremiah Shabazz, of Temple Number 12 in Philadelphia. She'll be on the panel. Who else you got? 
You just mentioned him, dear brother, Brother Ben X. That's right. Our young fireball, Brother Ben X, will be on the panel with Dr. Abel all the way from Waxahachie, Texas. He'll be there with us. Who else is joining us? The erudite, the intelligent, the great black power academic from Morgan State University, Dr. Jared Ball from the Department of Communications and the writer of the book that corrected Manning Marable's gross distortion of the life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's student, Malcolm X. That book was called A Life of Reinvention. My brother Jared's book was called The Lie of Reinvention, and it checked Manning Marable hard and got the facts straight about Malcolm and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Next on the program, who else? Our brother, the Mid-Atlantic Regional Representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Student Minister Abdul Qadir Muhammad, longtime warrior and fighter in the cause of freedom, justice, and equality, teacher and trainer of many. He'll be with us that day. The program will be co-hosted by our own Sister Rona Muhammad, that's right, the producer of this program, who calls the shots and takes no tea for the fever, Sister Rona Muhammad is that's one of right. our co-hosts. At, yes, I'm loving this thing. Come on, come on. That's right. Up in here. Sister Rona will be there. And also uh, this other brother, I can't read it. Some, it looks like Jamil Muhammad. I can't. I mean, yes, but that's him. He'll be our other co-host that day. So we've got some Perfect. great, powerful things <laughs> happening. Uh, but the problem we have, Dr. Ava, is that we only have a couple of hundred seats. Um, yes, sir. Yes. We heard we, we heard what Love happened it. in Phoenix. We heard what happened in St. Louis. We heard what happened um, in New York City. We heard what happened in Birmingham and yes. Baton Rouge and all over the country and all those cities in Florida. But we scrambled to find this room, and we're going to have to fill it. So we ask you, everybody, get there on time. Don't arrive any later right. than one forty-five for the start of our two p.m. Yes. program because you might not get the seat. We're hold if you got a reservation for a seat, then we're going to give your seat away <laughs> at ten. No, we are at ten minutes to two. If you're not there, we have to give it to some of the people that'll be waiting in line. That all That's only yeah. fair because they made it their own freedom, justice, and equality. Doctor Abe has something to say. She has been inspired by God through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and it's time for us to separate. And we, we've got to go and make this thing happen. Yes, indeed. So I wanted to be on, on air with you all tonight, and normally I, I listen and don't speak, but tonight I had to say a word about how grateful we are to Allah for you, Dr. Ava, and the fact that you have chosen to grace our area here in the shadow of the Capitol, the shadow of the Washington Monument, uh, with your presence and the presence of the argument for separation for our people. We're very, very grateful. So that was my little thumbnail report. And I just want to tell you, people are hot. I'm I'm giving out the the handbills, the flyers. People are saying, hey, when's this happening? And we're going to have a major problem on our hands if we don't find a way to at least pipe some sound out into the parking lot or something. Ooh, my goodness. It's gonna be. It's gonna be packed. Long the time and what must be done. Yes, sir. Indeed, indeed. So, if there are any questions, anybody have any questions about logistics? Anybody want to know how to do anything? I can't help you with the main argument for separation because I'm not making that argument. My bags are packed. I'm not arguing with nobody. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. 
Because of and I think most of us are. That's right. That's right. That's right. We we mm-hmm. just trying to get a uh, get a a, a census of, of who it is that's going. We're done. Mm-hmm. The, the case has mm-hmm. been made. We just we just count mm-hmm. heads now. Book of numbers. Yes, that's sir. Right. Yes, sir. Well, well, thank you, yes, beloved. Indeed. If you can go on as long as you can, um, in case uh, some questions do uh, come up. Well, if there, I'll say a few I more want, moments, I, if there are questions listen. about us, we, we'd be glad to answer them. And then I'm going to go to my other okay. uh, responsibility. I have another oh, you, uh, radio program. The interview. Oh, yes, Got ma'am. it. I, I'm going on another interview to tell people all about you and tell people what you do <laughs> for the Louis Farrakhan. And tell people about separation and the time and what must be done in the fall of America and give the good news that our Savior has arrived. It's a very specific message to the black man in America. And I mean, really we got to make sure we stay. Yeah, we got to stay alive. We got to keep eating to live. I mean, part one and part two. <laughs> we got to do the right thing. So this is, this is time. And we're on, the, we're on the right path. So I'll stay on. Yes, ma'am. I'll stay on. All right. Thank, thank you, beloved. I'm, uh, I want to read something uh, to you all, and, and it, I, I, I know one person that would be really, um, I'm not going to say happy, but relieved to hear this because it, it confirms what he's been warning us of, um, as has our leader and teacher. But this, uh, this is from today's Wall Street Journal. And the heading of the article is birth rate lowest in 30 years. The birth rate in America has been declining, though some places are more fertile than others, according to a new look at federal data that reveals significant variation in fertility rates. Only South Dakota and Utah reached the level needed to sustain the current population. The number of babies born in 2017, 3.85 million, was the lowest since 1987. In order for the population to essentially replace itself, 2,100 babies should be born for every 1,000 women. In 2017, the total fertility rate was 1,765 births per 1,000 women, well below what is known as replacement level. When researchers at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention for Health uh, Statistics broke down the 2017 data by state and ethnicity, they were surprised by the variation. Hispanic women had the highest fertility rate of the ethnicity study and passed the 2,100 birth per 1,000 women needed to sustain its population in 29 states. Black women reached that level in 12 states, while white women did not reach the level in any state. We knew, quote, we knew the fertility rates were low, but this gives us a detailed state-by-state picture of how they actually are. Women who live in rural areas typically have more children than their urban counterparts, 
And women with more education often either put off having children or decide not to have children at all. Demographers say that cultural, religious, or economic differences also come into play. For example, economic improvement in South Dakota may be encouraging more births there. Total fertility rate is a single snapshot estimate based on that year's fertility levels. A key question is, are these births going to be foregone entirely, or are they going to be made up later? Mr. Johnson, who's one of the uh, uh, reporters, said, he has been waiting for the number to start ticking upward, but every year it doesn't happen. Now, you see, Brother Brother Louis Ali, who I'm going to bring in, has, has talked to us a lot lately about militant homosexuality. And one of the things I can't, we don't have video, so I can't show you the map. But the lowest birth rates in this country are on the in the coastal areas, on the east coast and the west coast. And we know what that is about. We know we know what's going on between the propagation uh, of homosexuality, the uh, breakup of the black man and the black woman, because we're only meeting, according to this, we're only meeting the minimum, what the, what the devil calls replacement rate. We're only meeting that in 12 states out of 50. But the white woman is meeting that in zero places. They, they are, as Minister Farrakhan has told us for a number of years, they are they were at one point at zero growth now they're they're actually in the negative because what happens is as people die out, they're not meeting the minimum number. Latino women are why because they're least impacted by all of this homosexuality by this campaign against marriage between a man and a woman. And confirms, though it's on one level, it's dark and gloomy, but it confirms, again, the predictive power of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who said separation is the best and only solution. Because the other thing they mentioned is women with more education are putting off having children or don't have them at all. And you look at the big gap between the educational level of black females versus black males, and it is startling and it is frightening. So, Brother Lewis, I, I opened up your your line uh, because I want you to give a brief comment on what you just heard. Wow. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Ava. Assalamu alaikum to elevated places. Wa alaikum brother. Yes, sir. That was a very, very powerful uh really confirmation of something that we've been saying and people have been arguing with us about it and we took a lot of flack because we said that there is an open conspiracy mm-hmm. to get the black woman to help the white man and the white woman kill God 
and that the white female is the black woman's mortal enemy and that if black women follow her, they will not have a family, they will not have yes. a husband, and they will not have a son who's not a homosexual, homosexual practicing homosexuality. This is not designed to throw off to people who have been socially engineered into this lifestyle. It is a warning to say that it is an open conspiracy. And the thing of it is is that we've mistreated our women and been so irresponsible until we're fueling the supply line of hatred between the black male and the black woman. Recently, and I just have to bring it up, I hadn't seen what Lifetime had to say about R. Kelly, but somebody asked me about it. And the answer is really simple. It's such a simple answer because it's already written in the supreme wisdom. One, R. Kelly and what they're saying about is proof that all black people live at the bottom of the toilet and all of us stink, and Minister Farrakhan is trying to get us out the toilet, okay? And then the next point is, is that we need separation. The thing about it is, is that in our lessons it says, why did we run Yaakov, which means Jacob or Israel, and his made race of devils from the root of civilization? Root of civilization is our family. And the answer is because they started making trouble, telling lies. They accused the righteous and caused us to fight and kill one another. And when I first joined the mosque, I thought the fighting and the killing was between black men killing other black men. No, black men and black women are killing masculinity and femininity and acting like one of them is not necessary, and they're following this white female. White females are not attractive. They're not nurturing. They're not someone who's loving like the nature of the black woman. They're not honest. They're not loyal. The most loyal woman is the black woman, and we need to come out the closet and say that because women are attracted to power, and we have not had power for a very, very long time, and the black woman has stood with us. And so now you start seeing more and more commercials with the white man sitting next to the black woman. There's always some interracial mixed couple, and now what they're doing, see, see they can't give birth. Their women are sterile. Their women don't want to have sex. Their women are lesbians by nature for the most part. They'll try anything. And so what he's doing is he wants to live, and so he's up next to the black woman. And we had better open up our eyes, Dr. Ava. I can't wait to get to D.C. I didn't make the the starting team, but I'll come off the bench like Andrew, Tony, or Bennett and Michael Wade. Other Jamil will have me there for that, you know. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is that our people are ready. We should be coming to the East Coast to talk to our patients, where they take that money that they got on the East Coast because seventy-five uh, percent of the black middle class work for state, federal, local government, municipalities. That's your middle class. And it was black identity politicians who created uh, the DBE program, the black set of program, the so-called quotas, and they're taking it all back. So while it's time, we need to take that black middle class and let them be smart and intelligent like 
some of the brothers and sisters in the Hispanic community, they make their money in America and buy their property in Mexico because the dollar could go farther at one time in Mexico than it could in the United States. Well, if the people on the East Coast started taking those long dollars, saving some of them, buying property down south, West Coast, buy the property down south, and then let us help you set up black gentrification and black safe zones. Can do it, Dr. Ava. We can do it following the instructions of the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, and we can make our communities a safe and decent place to live. Who's going to stop us from doing it if we believe that we can do it? We can do exactly. it. We should do it, and we should do it immediately. And last point, it's so important for us to renounce sexism and male chauvinistic behavior as black men. That ain't even, that's not even black culture to be male chauvinistic. And we need to help Dr. Ava Muhammad, help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, because if you notice, she is the last black woman standing, and she, she, she didn't ask me to say this, who still loves the black God, the black nation, and the black man. Every one of our women who have graduated from college, that's very good. But they injected most of them with not femininity, feminist movement. And it makes it so that we can't get along with one another because we're all poisoned. So we need to let Dr. Ava Muhammad help make peace between the sexes, between the uh, between us as black men and black women. So may Allah bless you. Can't can't wait to see y'all, Dr. Ava. Oh, this is exciting, brother brother Lewis, and thank you for that. Reminder. Sometimes we just need to go back and and recall um, positions. This is such a a, a highly intelligent forum that we have here on uh, Thursday nights, and and I, I thank you for that that insight, both from a intellectual and a spiritual point of view. Thank you so much, Brother Lewis. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam. Brother Terrence, you were about to make a point before we went to uh, Brother Jamil, and uh, I wanted to get that from you before we go to Brother Ruben. No, and I think the reality is that all of these black leaders that are in in leadership that always, um, you know, uh, denounce the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan or make smart comments or whatever, all of them would have that day in time with the Jewish powers that have inordinate control over our people. So as Angela Davis may be the one that doesn't support or may support the minister outwardly or privately or whatever, you know, all of these mm-hmm. so-called are going to have to have, as Brother uh, Halim said, the, the Farrakhan litmus test. Where do you stand? And that's the judge. But even though you don't pass the Farrakhan litmus test, you have never and will never pass the white I love you test. They never love you. They only love what they can get out right. of you, and they only love what you can give them from utilizing your energy and all that you give to build their world. Don't be under no lie and trick to believe that the white man has changed or our open enemy has changed and wants to love us as we deny ourselves and building our own nation. Amen. Thank, thank you for that. Yes, sir. All right. Now, Brother Jamil had to leave us to go back to um, – promoting uh, Saturday's town hall meeting. And we we have on our line, we're blessed 
to be joined by our beloved international correspondent, Brother Ruben Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum, Brother Ruben. Oh, wa alaykum salam, Sister Dr. Ava, Brother Terrence, all the listeners, Sister Dr. Rona, if I name everyone, I'm going to be here forever. So if you're listening, happy <laughs> Savior's Day as we move towards uh, February to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, you're all doing such a wonderful job, and Dr. Ava, I mean, I can never thank you enough for this platform. I'm going to jump straight into it because I know time's running. I'm going to hear from everyone else as well. But Brother Lewis, uh, who just got off, mentioned something, and he gave me the perfect segue, actually, because he mentioned uh, uh, our Supreme Wisdom lesson, Lost Found Muslim Lesson Number 1, uh, about um, um, the, the question that is asked, why did we run Yaqub and his made devil from the root of civilization? Yeah. And there's a bit more to that. So go back to your lessons and read it. We don't have time to read it all. But he gave, Brother Lewis gave the first part of the answer because it started making trouble among the righteous, telling lies, and on and on. Part of the answer uh, uh, as well as you continue reading the lessons is the root of civilization is in Arabia at the holy city Mecca which means where wisdom and knowledge of the original man first started when the planet was found. And the part I want to emphasize is when the planet was found, because that had, um, uh, I'd never really understood that until uh, uh, 1996 in in January. And uh, I'll give a bit of background to this because, um, when this planet was found, I was speaking with Mother Tainetta Mohammed right after the Million Man March. She traveled to New Zealand. Uh, she didn't make it into Australia in 96. She didn't get here till 1998. But in 1996, I got on the phone with her. And whenever you got a chance to speak with Mother Tainetta, whether it was in, 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 in face-to-face or over the phone, being in her classroom is a whole other experience. I could, you know, uh, just phenomenal to, 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 to be able to share those times. But She explained that statement to me uh, through one of the conversations she had had with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Now, some of what we have from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, of course, is on uh, videotape or or recorded uh, on cassette tape uh, in books, etc. But there are some conversations that were um, privy to sometimes just on the dinner table that like we're getting now through the table talks somewhere between husband and wife when they're having coffee. But she went on to explain to me that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about us being star people. Now, what's that got to do with what I'm going to tell you today is you notice uh, over the last few um, uh, weeks I've tried to not only give you the international report of what's going on on Earth, but I'm trying to give you an interplanetary report of what's going on above our yes, head. Sir. Because the rest, the rest of the world, Uh, whether we want to admit it or not, but if we search a little bit closer to what they're doing, they are bearing witness every single day to the truth that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us, but also taking action to try and increase their wisdom and stay on this planet a little bit uh, longer than they were supposed to remain. Uh, We gave them 6,000 years and that's it. But uh, what's happening is uh, there's been these uh, space missions, uh, the European Space Agency, the Japanese, all going out with uh, the different space probes I've talked to you about uh, on this show before. So uh, go back to the archives if you need to uh, get all the information. But um, they're all trying to get to planets further than Pluto, 
planets or, or, or objects, they call them asteroids, or just objects that were formed during the beginning of the universe, and trying to understand the wisdom of the creator. One of the things also that uh, the Chinese in this race is, that I mentioned last week, is that they managed to land, do something no one has ever done, and put one of the uh, rovers on the far side of the moon. So um, going back to you know when we found this planet Earth and how the moon got to where it is and everything we were taught, everyone else is putting money, not just listening to us, but they spend hundreds of millions into billions of dollars to go out into space. One of the things that Chinese are doing that I've noticed, and anyone can go online on Google, this is not anything uh, confidential or, or, or secret anymore. The Chinese, when they went on the near side of the moon with Chang 3 rover and, and uh, uh, their spacecraft called Chang 3 and, and the rover called U2, uh, U2 the first one, and they've got U22, which is an identical rover to the one they put on the side of the moon we see is the same rover that they put on the far side they were not seeing. When they landed on the moon, they sent a whole lot of pictures. You can go on the people's, um, um, uh, uh, I think they call themselves the, P, uh, the People's Army in China uh, because it's being run through the military. But they put it out on, on, on Google, on, on uh, their website, and anyone can go and see the pictures on the moon that they put out. However, Something interesting has happened with this new mission that landed on the 1st of January is that they've only put out three pictures. They showed us, and in full color, high definition, you can see what the far side of the moon looks like. It kind of reminds you of Mars, that red soil. But they're keeping everything else very close to themselves, and they're not releasing anything else. So let's keep an eye on that and see what's going on because uh, I can almost, if I was a betting man, I'd say they're really getting to see what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to be true. Um, but uh, let's see what they do release from the far side of the moon. One other thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure those, who are, or those of us who are in, in, uh, know about agriculture and food and, um, and all of those things that Dr. Ridgely talks to us about, would want to be interested in one of the things that the Chinese are doing with this rover. They have actually landed a, uh, a what you would call a little habitat, and they're going to grow food. And it reminded me of something the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us uh, during uh, the, um, the time and what must be done. I think it was from part 58 onwards when he was talking to us about the wheel telling us about the vegetation on the wheel and the food and all of those things because uh, as Mother Tanana Muhammad told me during this same conversation, she told me about uh, the pilots on the baby planes. And, you know, these are men, uh, black people, and they do need to eat. And uh, the food sometimes that we grow on this earth is not, uh, you know, food suitable for God. So they have to grow their own food on the wheel. And one of the experiments the Chinese are actually doing on the far side of the moon is growing food in space. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, experiment they're doing. You can go online and search it and learn more about it because it's also now bringing into the reality of this whole moon and earth relationship uh, of the moon being a satellite and their orbits, which is a complex thing that uh, the scientists who put the moon out there did. Um, but 
uh, I'll keep you updated some more because we can talk more and more about uh, this particular thing. But uh, thank you, uh, Brother Lewis, for giving me a good segue about, you know, when the planet was found and all the um, information and decoding of our lessons that we're given, you know. Uh, I want to say very quickly as well, uh, this Trump shutdown, you can actually see, we're watching it from Australia, and you can almost see how easily revolution can take place with the masses. Uh, exactly the same mm-hmm. as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us, how the people would get so mad at the politicians, because now, you know, they can't pay their rent, they can't eat food, they can't, you know, do the things you normally do. Uh, as you mentioned, Dr. Ava, the average uh, amount they earn is about $500 a week, and that's hardly enough to get you through one week you know, if you have children, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So you can almost see how that is going to come about and how the public could get really upset as not just Trump, but all of the politicians, because basically they can't eat anymore and and things are going to get really tough. And one unique thing about America that the rest of the world looks at, we are always puzzled about how many guns people have. I think the last time we had this in Australia, they said there's like 350 million guns in America. I mean, that's just a ridiculous amount of weapons because we're not in Australia. We actually are prohibited from carrying. Uh, um, certain type of firearms, you know, even handguns. They're, they're actually illegal in this country. So uh, interesting to see how what's going on there with this shutdown. Also in the Middle East, uh, or the so-called Middle East, uh, Trump talked about pulling the, the, the troops from Syria. Bolton, the national security man, said, oh, hold on a minute, you can't just pull them off. Uh, Trump then said, we're going to do it slowly. And then Bolton made that move into Israel with Netanyahu, and Netanyahu kind of seems to have told him, stay put, you're not going anywhere, America. And uh, so now, you know, Trump has reversed that to say, we're going to move very, 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 very slowly uh, when ISIS is now defeated. And also Bolton added something along the lines of when we deal with Iran. So that's something to what, you know, keep our eyes on what's going on in that part of the world. With the Catholic Church in Rome, the director and vice director of the Vatican's press office resigned together in a very interesting move that uh, if we go back to the book written by um, uh, Brother uh, Jabril, Closing the Gap, there's some information in there about a particular vision and dream the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan had with the Pope that he took to the messenger. So go read that and one very, very important thing. We talk about the weather all the time. Uh, today, I want to say earthquakes. Um, uh, there's a huge earthquake. It hit the Mississippi Delta, uh, one of the strongest ones since 1977. So that's something key. Uh, go on the U.S. Uh, geological Survey, uh, read more about it. But also in Alaska, so far, just in 2019, there's been 98 earthquakes of magnitude 2.5 or higher. Now, seven of those have measured over 4.5. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did not lie. He told us the truth. Watch the weather, rain, hail, snow, sure. earthquakes. And one last thing, very quickly, family. Um, China, uh, we talked about what they're doing on the moon. One other very interesting thing, this was covered in Bloomberg, so those of us who read the financial magazines that go online on, on Bloomberg TV, China has been hoarding gold, and they have been trying to figure out how and why, because the gold, how they um, measure the amount of gold on the planet, in, in Europe, in Russia, all over the earth, um, they've been saying China is not playing fair. They've been hoarding gold. China, by the way, is the world's largest gold miner. But one of the things Listen. they're not doing, they're not exporting any of it. 
okay? Uh, Australia, I believe, last year is the second largest gold miner. And we're selling, in Australia, all our gold to China. So something is going on there. Uh, We don't have a lot of time to to get into it, but please go online, read these stories for yourself, because China seems to be hoarding a tremendous amount of gold, and they're about to make some kind of a move. And we can read into the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We'll know exactly what he told us about the fall of the dollar and the fall of America. So may Allah bless you. Thank you for the extended time. I look forward to seeing you for Savior's Day and a happy Savior's Day to everyone. I love you, family. Assalamu alaikum. Well, we, we love you back, and we thank you, because you don't, you don't just come on and chatter. I mean, this, this is profound and valuable research. I mean, Brother Terrence, you know, how much should tuition be to the University of Elevated Places? For, That's a good question. That's a good question. You know, callers could be professors at, at any university. I'll put them up against any university. And Brother Reuben is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, he took us out of the tonight. We didn't just stay on the planet tonight. He said, we're going to take a little ride tonight. Put your coats on. I know it's getting a little nippy, but we're going to go out into the atmosphere tonight. That's what Brother Reuben does. He don't have to limit himself to the planet. That's right. Not just international, but intergalactic. And, you know, just it, it just expands the mind, you know, in, in such a beautiful way. And, and, and my mind is still reeling brother uh, Ruben over what you just revealed about China. And I hope people heard what he said that China is the number one miner and they're not exporting any of their gold and they're importing more gold. That's exactly right. Yeah, so they 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 they're not doing that without a reason. Yeah, that's for sure. Right, that's right. They never yes, do sir. that without a reason, as big as they are. Well, that, that's that's right. And they and they own so much real estate and land in America. It, it, it's unbelievable. This country is in such debt. But um, what I'm going to do, uh, so brother Ruben, if you could if you could stay uh, available. Please, in case uh, someone has yes, questions, we'd appreciate it. All right. Okay, we want to, uh, and of course, Brother Terrence, uh, this this two hours zooms by. We're Quickly. going to, yes, yes. We still have some callers on that have been patiently waiting. And uh, also, um, there's a couple of more things I wanted to share. But Brother Daryl, Brother Daryl, is on the line. Assalamu alaikum, Mr. Darrell. Oh, well, like a salam, Dr. Ava and uh, staff and Brother Ruben, uh, may Allah continue to bless you because he has a lot to bring. He takes us from earth to the other part of the moon, which came from the earth. He gives us so much valuable information. He don't just shoot from the hip. He study, research, and he brings it to us. Uh, I just That's returned right. back to Detroit, and I was on the line listening to you while we was booking our rooms. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody's phone in the house shut down. That was through out the queue. And one time, it shut down. Something is going on. Every time we get ready to get on the show or do something, and it just shut down. We, uh, My cousin brought us in. Um, 
got in last night was in Ohio. And like I said, watch the weather. It is real. We I was standing out <laughs> by the pump, and my cousin parked on the wrong side of the pump. So he had me to stand there while he would turn the car. I, I promise you, it felt like a storm had hit up under the shelter of, this, of the uh, gas station, and it about to pull me away, and I said, oh, Allah, what's going on? I thought it was raining like crazy. The wind got up under my wiper blade. We had to replace that. It was just like a little mini storm just hit all at once. So I'm just saying, yes, to watch the weather is definitely what's going on. And also, hey, did you hear about the sister, the little seven-year-old that got killed? They found out it was uh, they thought it was a white guy who was supposed to be a uh, fair-skinned, light-skinned brother, and he said he wasn't a shooter. you hear anything on that? Uh, that yes, they I did. did. Cool. Yeah, yeah and a then lot of we got a, a yeah, lot. And he said, mm-hmm. exactly, he said he didn't, he wasn't a shooter, but who was it in your car and not reported, and they find out it was him. Then another sister, 16 or 17, they found her shot in the chest, in the car. Somebody's seen her limped over in the car, called the uh, ambulance. They got her to the hospital. She died on the way there. It's just too much killing, unnecessary. Uh, the young with the weapons, and it seems like just about every day that someone is being shot. So, yes, separation is definitely what we're going to need to do. Uh, Trump is the man. He's shut down. Everybody is panicking now about food stamps. And all that's what Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and the minister's just taking us to yeah. what he said. He said he's going to separate. I mean, he's going to make us separate. He's shutting off everything, and they weren't about this, what, the 12th week or 12th day, whatever he's doing in the White House. It's just, it's just proof of who Donald Elijah Muhammad is. So I just wanted to share that, but it's unfortunately our youth is getting shot because we're moving so slow, you know, uh, and this, this is going to force us to come together. And unfortunately, we're going to lose a lot of people, you know, uh, in the process. But right now, I thank a lot for you, Sister Dr. Ava, about the town hall meetings. I heard bits and pieces. I was, like I said, I was on the phone with the hotel locking the rooms in, and you said it was 300 people there at the town yes, hall meeting. More than, yep. more than 300. Praise be to Allah. So I just want to thank you. I love you. And there's nothing you all could do about it. May Allah continue to bless the show. I tell them like them. Well, like mom and, and love to your beautiful wife and, and your family. And, you know, I would say, Brother uh, Daryl and also Brother uh, brother Terrence, you know, someone asked me in an interview in, over the past week about when, when this news came out alleging that it was uh, two black men responsible for the murder of the little baby, the seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes. And, you know, I said this, first of all, as you said, there's a lot of controversy. I I don't necessarily buy into that on his face that two weeks later, um, this surfaces, but what what it does say is what Brother Daryl just said: we're too slow to move out on God's will and His plan for our salvation. You know, because the my view is that whether whether Jasmine died that horrific, violent death at the hands of a white man or a black man, 
America is unsafe for children. It's really mm-hmm. unsafe for everyone, but it but it, it it's a it's a country that should have orange cones all around it. You know, you don't even need a wall. You need orange cones to say in signs of danger. Because this is an unsafe place. It is a it's a place that's predicated on violence that glorifies violence. And when a 7-year-old um is with her own mother and her own sisters on a Sunday morning in their car on the way to get some coffee or something they have for breakfast, whatever they were doing. Yeah. If, if I don't know how much safer you can be than that. And if you can't survive that, then this needs to be declared off limits for human life. And we need to carve out a territory um, that is within this continental United States, but separate and apart. And and I agree with my brother totally. We're under we're under chastisement, as the minister said, because we're disobeying God. So we're being chastised. We're, we're our babies. A little boy at the Phoenix uh, meeting came up to ask some questions about separation, and he was seven. The same age as her. Come on. And he was so handsome as a young FOI in his little suit and bow tie and insightful and brilliant and and the same age as her. Mm. And I, I couldn't help but think about her and, 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 and I'm I'm sorry, it upset me when I saw footage of the funeral at the church and people saying she's in heaven now. She come may on, she rest on. in peace. Ain't, ain't nobody supposed right. to be resting at no age seven. That's what right. you talking come about. On. She's not resting in peace. She's dead. Bottom line. Somebody fired a gun into that car. So whether you're a you're a beast or a savage, you know, the master father Muhammad called the white man a beast and the black man a savage. So what do you feel better, that your child was killed by the beast or your child was killed by the savage? We, we, need, we need to really uh, step up. So, anyway. That's just a little bit of sample of what's going to happen go down in D.C. in the DMV this week. Prince George County and D.C. This is what's going to be going down. Just a snippet. That, that's exactly right. That, that's exactly right. So we're coming down to the end, and we want to get to, uh, let's see, my, my brother was holding for quite some time. Okay, Brother Ivan is, our Brother Ivan is on. Brother Ivan has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Ivan. Wa alaikum salam. How y'all doing this evening? Oh, we're, we're hanging in there, brother, but we're fired up to be alive and following yeah. the truth. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to lift up something. You know, Brother Mustafa spoke last night, and he, he lifted up the, the words of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad about the love and care for the black woman on page 58. 
in the message to the black man. And you know, this thing with the uh this thing with the love and care of the black woman is not, in my humble opinion, it is really not talked about enough. And certainly when it's talked about, it's not talked about extensively enough, in my humble opinion. And so and, and the reason why I'm on that is, you know, I'm out, you know, of course, everybody knows my wife is gone. My wife, I wanted to share this. I told Sister Rona this, that your sister, your little beautiful sister, left me a goodbye letter, not in a bad way, but she wrote me a letter, uh, Sister Ava, and it's dated July 5th, 2018. Now, of course, you know she passed away November 1st. And yes, sir. Was actually two weeks. You know, we found out on the 18th of July uh, that there was a mass the size of a golf ball in her liver. And then two days later, we celebrated our second anniversary. And I would like to share just a few excerpts from because some of it is private, but some of it I would like to share just to show, you know, why it, it is so important, how special this black, not just my wife, but the black woman in general, how how yes, how, yes. how we have to really do better about the love and care of our women. But she said this and that, you know, I, I didn't realize how much my wife loved me. I really didn't. But this is what she said. She starts out, she said, I said, I'm like, I'm beloved. Now she left this letter in a place that we normally had our bills and important papers in. And when I found it, everything had been taken out, but that letter. And it was in there when I found it last Friday, when I got off work. And it says, uh, I said, I'm like, I'm beloved. By the time you find this letter, Allah would have probably already returned me back to him. So I'm writing you this letter now, just in case I'm gone sooner than later. First, let me say, I love you more than you ever know. I thank Allah for you being my husband and loving me the way that you're doing. And I put private part. And then she goes on to say, uh, I'm so sorry that I'm going to leave you in this world to go on without me. Beloved, the first two times I, it came back, I was sure that I would beat it, and I did. But this time, I just can't shake the feeling of death. So I just, I mean, I just can't, just, I just can't shake the feeling of death. So I just wanted to tell you some things while I still can. I know we made all these plans for our future to do things and go places. Well, maybe you can do that with somewhere, someone else. Just don't stop with the plans because I'm gone. Beloved, it really hurts me to say this, and I hope when you find this, and read this, that you don't get angry with me because I know it would sound mm -hmm. like I've already given up, she said, but I'm not giving up. My body is just telling me that my time is running out. Now, that's wow. just part of it, but this is what she said, some of the things that she said mm -hmm. to me, and I mean, and it was it's three pages front and back. Yeah, that's what kind of woman a lot blessed me. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to share that. And, and yes, that's sir. what made me think about, you know, when Brother Mustafa was talking last night, how, see, this black woman is, and, and I'm a man, but this black woman is way more special than than, than what we realize. And it's just, oh, my, oh my goodness. So I, I'm just glad that Allah blessed me with one, and I'm forever changed for it, and I miss my sweetheart. But I just wanted to share that with you all because she left me something, and I'm going to tell you something. My heart, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as in much pain as I was just a week mm -hmm. ago because I found that. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Because she knew it and she was she was prepared to deal with it. Yes. Yeah. She wanted to live. But you know, some people just know, Sister Ava, she knew even in spite of everything that we were doing, 
She didn't give up. She just she just knew. Yeah, yes, she just knew. And, and yeah, she wrote it's, that. Right. it's not like about it. giving up. It's about a law, and she knew it was her time. That's the that's the bottom line. You're exact. That's the lesson in that. For yeah. us. And so, oh my God! But you know, just what it done for my because that day when I got that letter, you know, it was one of those days when I come home. You know, because I work very hard, like a lot of brothers do. And I came home, you know, and it was like one of those days where I was very tired, and she would always greet me. Assalamu alaikum, beloved. How was your day? And she would either have me a glass of water or a glass of lemonade. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Mm. Without mm. fail until she couldn't do it anymore. Come on. I just wanted to share that with you all. I really thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share that with you all. But that was my baby, though, and I miss her. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, we're family. We're family. That's is, what are we? What are we leaving here for and going somewhere together? If we're not going to mm-hmm. be family to each other in real life, mm-hmm. this is real life. Yes, sir. Yes, May Allah continue to bless you, Brother Ivan. Are you coming to Savior's Day? I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I got my, we, you know, we ordered, Tulsa Study Group, all the FOI got their new uniforms. I'll be there shining with the rest of them, yes, inshallah. Praise be to Allah. Oh, beloved. Thank you so much. Well, you know, um, just wanted to share uh, something from Mother Tynetta Muhammad, as we close out, uh, that I shared uh, with the believers in uh, Phoenix. And this is a quote, uh, as I think it was Brother Hoyle making reference to her article. And and Brother, uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is always entreating us to please read um, Brother Jabril's articles. And so, as well as Mother Tynetta. So I, I, I'm telling you, if you don't, if you don't bother to read those, not only are you depriving yourself of higher wisdom and knowledge, but you're, it's, it's a treat. It's a treat for the original mind. But she writes here, a new advanced technology. Well, let me let me say first that. The 10,000 fearless that Minister Louis Farrakhan called for to make our communities a safe and decent place to live is actually the first phase of, of the separation process. And we are actually engineering a new society. And, and that's why it's important that we um, study the higher wisdom and knowledge that's being made available to us. So back to Mother Tanetta, she writes, a new advanced technology is being revealed that will take its place from the mind of God himself. So when we hear the term technology, the the technology that you and I need to be about is the advanced technology that is coming from the mind of God. She goes on to say he us that we are being prepared to take on a new growth and a complete change in the order of things on earth and in our universe. A new book or revelation 
is soon to be revealed by God himself in establishing a new heaven and a new earth, and the former things will pass away. Through the working of the nine ministries with the tenth system being the brain, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is leading the nation into a profound study of the human anatomy with the nine systems and the tenth system included connecting us to our entire universe. This process will evolve us into being an independent thinker, functioning from the thought and mind of God into new cellular and genetic information in the construction of our DNA that is in every cell of our body. Once we understand the governing principles of divine unity, which is the oneness of God and all his creation, we will have entered a unified field of thought by which we take a quantum leap into the world of tomorrow, which is ever living in the present amount of time. So we should thank Allah forever and ever. Not That's only right. to be alive uh, in this time, but and, and and when you all think about uh, 66 trillion years ago, the deportation of Moon, which was the beginning of our fall, um, all the way to now. I mean, what what is the mathematical probability of us even being here at this time? You know, th- this and makes this little fun. the odds of winning this little lottery look like child's play, right? <laughs> That's how significant so, we are, Dr. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's, we that's what we need to do trillion. thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. We all the chosen. And that's not that's not for, for you to get arrogant. It, it, it's for you and I to be thankful. Because right. that means right. that Allah, he, he chose each and every one of us, and he, he shaped and molded. So we're being involved into independent thinkers, think independently, but focus on understanding the principle of divine unity. Well, I'm, I'm getting the, uh, the, the 90-second warning, so let me stop right here. <laughs> And thank uh, Allah, God, his Christ, and their national representative for being able to be with you this evening. And I thank all of you who called, all of you who logged in. A special thanks to Sister Rona Muhammad, our program director, to Brother Ruben Muhammad, our international correspondent, and, of course, uh, none other than my co-host, the great brother Terrence Muhammad. May Allah bless all of us with love and the light of understanding. As I greet you in peace, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.